2: We have a special guest on the Boulay Kev show today, a legend, one of the greatest rappers to ever touch a microphone. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. When we talk about lyricism, when we talk about at any given time, this guy could be considered the best rapper alive when he's just in his pocket. Man, I appreciate that, bro. Crooked eye. What up, you, Kev, man? Would you consider yourself one of the most underrated rappers of all time as well? You know, well, I feel like I underrate you sometimes because when people ask me that question, I always go to like Black Thought or Sean Price. I'd be like, no, yeah. it, you're one of those guys, too. I mean, M had
1: posted that in his opinion, I was the most underrated in hip hop history as an MC. you know what I'm saying? And um, a lot of people feel that way. Um, uh, where, who's, it depends on who's doing the rating. Mm. You feel me? So if you know, you know. If you, know, if you, you know, know, you know. There's a lot of GOAT contenders, you know what I mean, who don't get on songs with me.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, I just think when it comes to, like, wordplay, lyrics, I mean, the things that make an MC an MC, I just I think that at, at when you're in your bag, uh, it's rough. I yeah. mean, there ain't a lot of people who can hang with you, man. Hey, I appreciate that. I mean, that's, that's years. That's years, that's man. That's years, man. It's crazy, too, because I just remember back in the day buying the Sway and King Tech albums from like the liquor store and that is where I first discovered you from those freestyles cuz they used to have right. like the best of the wake up show and this might have been around the time you're on Death Row or might have been before but that was like kind of you know i mean how many years ago was that man i was a kid so that was that was years i was a kid
1: too i mean that was in the 90s probably somewhere yeah. you know what i mean shout
2: out to Sway and Tech cuz they always so I heard Tech Nine for the first time too.
1: Yeah, they they have their platform. They really shared their platform with real lyricists, you know. And when their platform was at its height, you know, um, syndication and you know they're on the, one of the mm-hmm. biggest stations in in America. They were letting people come up there and drop straight
2: bars. I hope that we get a, a documentary for them in the same way we got a Stretch and Bobito uh, mm-hmm. documentary because I feel like what they did was like. Equals equally as important for guys yeah. like Eminem, for guys like all these, you know, we could yeah. go on and on. Yeah. I mean, that's the first time I ever heard Eminem was on Swain Tech. Facts. Facts, <laughs> man. You know what I'm saying? Well, listen, uh, welcome to the show. Obviously, so much we gotta talk about. Yeah. So much we gotta unpack. It's Liddy. Um <laughs> you got an album coming out with with Joel. Yes, sir. Tomorrow night. Uh This is an album that has obviously stirred up a lot of uh, controversy. It's stirred up a lot of opinions. Right. Uh, The records that you guys have put out have been great so far. For people who are unaware, this is the second time you and Joel have put out a joint project. Absolutely. Um, So let's get, let's get, for first of all, who, like, like the initial idea of theming this album around, the Rise and Fall Slaughterhouse. Right. Where did the idea come from and how long have you guys been working on this body of work? Um basically, man, you know, I had
1: an opportunity for the whole group Slaughterhouse and um, you know.
2: Let's give us the timeline. How long ago was that? This was in August. Okay. August of
1: 2021. August of 2021 I had an opportunity. I felt it was a good opportunity for where Slaughterhouse is today. You know what I mean? Um we kind of dropped off the scene as the streaming um era took off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Our last album was in twenty twelve. This is, that's ten years ago.
2: Wow, that's so great. I'm fucking old,
1: man. Yeah, dog. That's what I'm saying. You know what yes. I'm saying? Like, so our fans have that been. That was Glass House. No, Glass House never came out. Or
2: no, that's right. That was the oh, that was the that was, that was the Welcome to Our House with the Celo single and all that.
1: Yes, sir. So that was ten years ago, and our fans have been waiting on music for ten years. You know what I'm saying? So I had this opportunity. I thought it was a great opportunity. Um, uh, I spoke to a couple other guys about it, and it was brought back to me that Joe didn't think that that was a good opportunity. You know what I mean? He didn't want to do it. So. Joe didn't want to do it, and Royce said he didn't want to do it. If Joe if Joe wasn't doing it, mm-hmm. now maybe maybe Royce felt like it uh, it it's not really slaughterhouse unless it's all four. You know what I mean? Because and and so it might not just because of, of Joe per se. It could have just been whatever. But I went back to the label and I was like, Yo, what could you offer us for just us three? You know what I mean? Because Joe is retired and he's he doesn't seem interested in this deal right here. Um, And they were like, yo, we rock and roll with you Let's do it, you know And um, so when I brought that to Royce He was like, nah, you know Slaughterhouse needs to be all four of us So um, when we hung up the phone Me, him, and Joel Me and Joel got back on the phone the next day And was like, yo I was like, yo, how'd you feel about that conversation? And he said, it felt like the group was officially over And I said, yeah, it does You know, it's been 10 years we bring an opportunity to the table, you know. They don't want to do it, you know, uh, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You know, they're entitled, of course, to 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 you know want to do business or not. Um, I was like, man, this shit is pretty pretty much over. So, you know, we sat on it for a minute, and then I called Joel back, and I was like, yo, man, let's get back in there. He was like, yeah, man, let's get back in there and do something. And it was just a conversation What are we going to talk about And I was like man Let's talk about All the shit that happened In Slaughterhouse Let's talk about The good times The bad times Let's just Let's give the fans some closure You know mm. what I'm saying and, and and let's give ourselves some therapy You know And uh, that's how The whole concept started rolling out And this was in like I would say Probably after September or Something like that mm. October
2: so the other day, the IG live happens with Joe and Royce and then Joel comes up on. You were on a flight, right? Yeah, I was on a flight. You, you were in the air. You probably would have been on there as well. Right. I tried to get in there. though. I would I even landed. I would even gather to say that that conversation would have probably been a lot more measured if you were a part of it, because yeah. I feel like you're you're kind of I just know you. Yeah. Um, now there were certain aspects of that conversation where I could kind of see everyone's perspective. Right. Gotcha. Um, when we, when we think of like, like, did you guys ever actually hear Joe say no, or was it like some hearsay? Cause he said he never turned down the deal. And the thing that Royce kept bringing out was well, when did we, when did we say no over and over and over? And then there was just a lot of back and forth. Royce is calling Joel a liar. Joel's calling them like, why are y'all lying? what like is there any chance that there was muddled communication or there was because i mean all four you guys from what i know are stand-up guys who would not lie on each other yeah it's no reason to lie i think that can you kind of give me some context on where some of the you're a liar why the fuck are you lying well you're lying when did i turn it down like that is kind of where it's like to me it's like okay there's a huge disconnect on yeah each side of what actually happened
1: right And it's, it's, I feel like, (laughs) to be honest, they were kind of put in a position. Who's that? Joe and Royce. Okay. They didn't know that this album was coming out. So I kind of afforded them, you know, a little elbow room to be emotional and, you know, Try to address it in the best way that they could. Being caught off guard like that, you know what I'm saying? Um, now, within that, I'm trying to say that you know maybe that's the reason that the story doesn't add up. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Because it's like, yo, what are we gonna say? You feel me? But point blank, no fat, no no opinions, no no lies, no just straight facts. I brought the deal to the table, okay? I told the guys I need to get on a phone call with all of them. I couldn't get in contact with Joe. Because Joe said he never actually saw a deal, right? Joe never called me. So okay. so I got on Twitter. And I said, hey, guys, because I talked to my f- supporters. You're very active on Twitter. Uh, on Twitter. Very much. 100%. So. so I said, hey, guys. I didn't tell him about the deal. Mm -hmm. I just like, yo, y'all want to see the gang back together. I'm giving everybody 48 hours to call me. Okay. 48 hours went by Royce hit me. Yo, what's going on? That's when I say, yo, this is what's going on. I got this deal. It's it's a great opportunity for us. There's ownership involved. You know, we're going to be able to do our thing, roll it out how we want to roll it out. Everything is laid out. You know, we good. I, we just need to all get on the phone. So he calls Joe, all right, so Joe, I don't want to do it, okay? Joe calls Joel. Man, what's Crook doing on Twitter? He got everybody in my telling me to call him. Yeah, right, 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 right. Well, he got this deal, Joe, and yada, yada, yada. Well, I don't want to do the deal, and I don't want to be the one to shit on Crook right now about this deal, so I'm going to call. I'm going to think about it, but I'm going to call Crook in a couple of hours.
2: And then this was relayed to you from Royce? From from Joel Told me that To expect a call
1: from Joe In an hour Okay And he was gonna tell me Why he didn't wanna do the deal
2: Assuming you never got the call
1: Never got the call Royce called me a couple times I remember like it was yesterday I was getting a COVID test Cause I was going to Hawaii mm-hmm. I was at the airport And he said yo So Joe said He don't think that's a good deal You know the thing the The The, the the deal memo points that I kind of Conveyed to Royce Royce told Joe
2: So essentially the advance amount the, uh, Yeah
1: all that shit The advance amount The percentages whatever So I said well I tell you what Royce Tell yeah. Joe to call me We'll all get on the phone And whatever Joe wants We'll give it to him Because I got juice like that With, with the people that I'm working with it's For people,
2: my, So we have full context Who are the people that offer the deal
1: well, one of my business partners has distribution through every major that there is. Okay. And he's a business partner of mine outside of music too. And I've been doing business with him. He's like a brother to me. So this guy
2: was in a position where he wanted to yeah. bankroll the situation. He could bankroll
1: it. He could, if you just wanted to bankroll it yourself, you know, you could just use the whatever. So he, had, but he was going to bankroll it. So based on what, What those deal points were. Joe was Joe said he didn't want to do it. Okay, okay? And I told Royce to give me a call. I can get Joe whatever he wants to get put into the paperwork. But I'm not going to go back and forth and, you know, with the attorneys and let's see this and let's see this. Just tell me what you want. We've all been in the game past 20 some years. We know what contracts look like. Tell me exactly what you want. We'll put in the contract and then we'll start from there. We'll start from what you want, Joe. Wherever you want. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I was doing that, honestly, as a a courtesy to Royce, because I got love for Royce. You know what I mean? I already was at a point where this was my last time ever trying to do business with Joe Button again. So I got love for Royce. So I said, you know what? As a courtesy, we'll do that. You know what I mean? To try to see if we can get the fans this, this, this last album. So, you know. He was like, "All right, man, y'all, y'all got to talk about it." I'm, I'm like, "Yeah," because he's, he, he's being the middleman. Joe was using Royce as a middleman to con, to to communicate with me. I didn't like that because Joe, because Royce is a general, and I start feeling like, "Why is he trying to use this man as a foot soldier?" You know, what I'm saying this dude is a general all men are created equal. We all should be on the phone together. It's no reason you shouldn't be calling me right now. So he didn't call. He never called weeks went by months went by and it was like everybody just went back to their corners. And I never even heard back about the deal. Did you know none of that stuff? It was just over, man. So, you know, um, and once Roy said it, he didn't want to do it as a three man crew, which he's totally entitled to. Right. Once he said that it was like, all right, well this shit is over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, uh, I don't think, I don't think that what I could have communicated better to Royce because as a friend, I could have communicated it better to him that I'm only talking to Joe for you. Hmm. I, I would prefer to move slaughterhouse forward without Joe because Joe is retired and there's been a lot of snags dealing with joe in the business side of things so i would rather move slaughterhouse forward without joe but as a courtesy to my friend Mm -hmm. and i know you fuck with joe and i know you have a different relationship with joe yeah that's fine bring joe to the table but i don't think that as a friend i don't think that i communicated that enough he knows where i'm at but I feel like he felt like he could massage the situation. Crook got love for me. Joe got love for me. I could probably be the glue to to keep all that shit together. Hmm. You know what I mean? But he didn't know that I was at my last final breaking point with, with with Joe. With Joe. As far as the Slaughterhouse situation
2: goes. Now, you had said that, to be fair, Joe and Royce did not know this album was coming. Yeah, they didn't know. Can you take... uh? Any responsibility in keeping them in the loop or did you not feel like you needed to because this was not a Slaughterhouse album?
1: It's not a Slaughterhouse album. I'm not kept in a loop with none of their albums that they dropping. And to be honest with you, it was a situation where I said, you know what? We need to tell our story and we don't need
2: any distractions. We need to go. Because Maybe if you give them the heads up, the distractions start coming from behind the scenes and you guys aren't able to focus on yeah the absolutely there's no way we had to take that energy
1: when we got off the phone that heartbreak that heartbreak that energy that we had that this shit is over we had to take that into the into the booth that had to go into the booth that was the energy that needed to go into the booth to create this for the fans you know what i mean and all we talked so much like willie d say no more talk Mm-hmm. We talked so much. It but got
2: to the For p- ten fucking years.
1: Ten years. It got to the point where talking and no actions was just I had it up to here, man. I couldn't I couldn't talk I couldn't talk one more time like I mean
2: that. you're at your wits' end with the with the slaughterhouse situation in general, and I'm yeah. sure fans feel the same way. Fan I mean, listen, you guys have a, a, a core fan base that is there. Right. But I do feel like over time the fan base the excitement for a new slaughterhouse album is getting smaller and smaller and smaller, it smaller because it's just been smaller. so long.
1: 10 years brother like yeah. think about that put yourself in the, in the fans um shoes for two seconds and i don't think this is what the group ever did i don't think they really specifically what joe and royce are saying i don't watch everything that they say because i'm not about to um fall into that type of a trap and that that low vibration energy and you know calling names and you know, liars and all this type of shit. I'm I'm not even trying to fall into none, none of that. But people send me clips. People tell me, "Hey, this 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 is what happened and all this." You know, put put yourself in the fan put yourself in the fan shoes for a minute. You've been waiting on one of your favorite groups in the world to drop an album for ten years. Now, behind the scenes, I've been taking flights to New York. Go talk to Paul Rosenberg. I've been taking flights to Detroit, talking to M, talking to D, uh, to Royce. How can we put this back together? You know what I mean? And it's, it's not happened in 10 years. So it's like, you know what? You're telling me you want me to wait again. And then I saw something where Royce said that we weren't waiting on anybody, that that's a lie. So I need to address all this stuff because. Whenever they say that I just come back with the truth You know what I'm saying Like you, you can attack my character My integrity You could try to assassinate it And say that I'm a liar And I'm doing this for money And all this other type of shit But I'ma just keep on Hitting back with truth We've, We started off Slaughterhouse In the early days Waiting on Joe You know what I'm saying Like when we first got our deal With Shady We had a song called Session One On, on, on one of M's projects He was trying to you know Put the group on one of his projects. I think it was going to be a bonus cut or something on one of the albums. And, you know, we're new to the label. Let me share my platform with the group. So we do Session 1. And all the Slaughterhouse fans know Joe Button isn't on Session 1. Well, why isn't Joe on Session 1? Joe was signed to another label. He was caught up in some paperwork. Was it
2: E1 at the time or something? He
1: was signed to Amalgam Digital. Okay, okay. Okay, and They Called over to Shady like, hey, we have him Under contract, you have to get a clearance from Us to have him appear on that song Right, so we're like Wait a minute, because all of us Went in as supposedly Free agents to sign This deal with Shady and Come to find out Joe was under Paperwork, he said that They forged his signature and that Wasn't him and The group was put on a shelf for a minute while he was fighting Amalgam Digital in court. um, And we were waiting on Joe because we couldn't move forward. Now, here we are with a brand new deal with shady records and we can't even really move forward as a group because we got to wait on Joe in court. And that took months. Let me tell you that took months, right? So after the, um, the signature expert determined that that was his signature on a on the contract, we was able to figure out how, you know, to, how move to move forward
2: after that. You know
1: what I mean? And um that was that was the first time waiting on Joe to give the fans slaughterhouse. A lot of other scenarios like that kept happening. You feel me? So Joe
2: related scenarios.
1: Joe related scenarios where we're waiting on Joe. Okay? So when 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 Roy says we don't wait on Joe, it's like, wait a minute, what about when we were Glass House was sitting around collecting dust and we were all on a conference call with Paul Rosenberg and all of the shady staff. And we said, hey, guys, when are we going to get back together to do the album? And we like, OK, let's finish the album in the summer. And Joe's like, "Nah, we can't do the summer. You know, I got to throw pool parties and shit and I got to do this other shit and all that. It's like, OK, so we'll wait on that. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll reconvene in September or October. Hit him September, October. Nah, I still ain't ready. Waiting on
2: Joe. So everybody was on the same page to finish Glasshouse except Joe for a while. For a while. You know what I'm saying?
1: Royce's studio was always open. See, Royce, I feel he's always down to work if everybody is on board. But if everybody's not on board, he's gonna do his own thing, which makes sense. You All feel right? me? Yeah. I mean that's that's just logical. Um it was always us waiting on Joe to be on board. And when I brought this last and final opportunity to the table Mm. and you telling me that I got to wait on Joe, Joe doesn't like it. He wants to do some other kind of deal. Well, what kind of deal does Joe want to do? Because all of a sudden there's deals that he wants to do. But for 10 years, there's been nothing. It's been crickets. But now that I have this, now he wants to do another kind of deal. And it's like, okay, well, what kind of deal does he want to do? He wants to finance it. That's what I heard them talking about When I did catch a piece of the, of the live they wanna. He wanted to finance it He's like yo It takes a lot of trust To go into that type of business with somebody You know what I'm saying You gotta have Like If I was to If we would have to all for financing one. <laughs> it could never be just, just one person, one person. And that have. one person could definitely not be Mr. Joe. But I'm sorry. You know, he don't have that type of credit with me when it comes to the business. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm just speaking on slaughterhouse business. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the credit with me for me to say, Oh yeah, cool. You can finance it, Joe. Um, That's not going to work. So, um, I don't know whatever kind of deal That they envisioned for the group It wasn't going to work with me anyway So we come to a stalemate I'm not, He don't want to do the deal I'm bringing And I'm not doing the deal that his way So
2: it all leads to Slaughterhouse being over I think I think too what a lot of people got to understand Is like um, After 10 years Of Conversations hitting a wall That involve one person Maybe you know, under normal circumstances, yourself and Joel would have at least kept Royce in the loop. But at a certain point in time, when the frustration is at a, a level where it's like, you know what, we know we've we've done this over and over and over. Yeah. We just gotta do what we gotta do. It just is what it is. Like
1: it just is what it is at this point. And and it's like, you know, um <clears throat> I was in my kitchen, right? We were talking, me and Royce and Joel, and I said Royce. If Joe ain't going to rap, because he's not going to rap. I didn't even believe Joe would rap. Yeah. I'm like, yo, are you down to do the three-man crew? Don't say that, crook. Don't put that in the universe. I'm, he's going he's gonna to do, do the right thing. So we keep talking for 15, 20 minutes, and we're about to hang up the phone. I say, listen, Royce, I just really need to hear this. I know you said don't put it in the universe. I'm not trying to put any negativity, no negative vibes out there. But if Joe isn't with this, are you going to do the three-man crew? And he's like, Slaughterhouse is four people. So what, is, what do you think that means, Kev?
2: That means no. It means no. Without saying no. That means no. He's Slaughterhouse so, is four people. So, so technically, neither of you are lying because technically well he i didn't say no well i'm gonna tell you this like this i'm joel
1: was like no no crook he did say slaughterhouse is not for people but i was on the call he said no okay and i was like i was just so clouded and my mind got clouded when he said that because it meant so much to me that when he said slaughterhouse is for people and i'm like yo this is over So I kind of blacked out on the phone, like all this fucking work that I put in, all this shit that we built together, this shit is really over. Was there ever an idea to replace Joe? Um, People always say, hey, won't you replace Joe? Um, You know, won't you put him
2: in that slot? Let him go. What was the uh, other guy who was supposed to be part of the group? Was it Nino Bless? Was that his name? Nino Bless. I remember he was like on that first Slaughterhouse record. That was like not even a Slaughterhouse record. Yeah,
1: shout out Nino Bless, you know what I mean? Like, he's very instrumental into how this whole thing came together. He's part of the story, mm. you know what I mean? And I just think that,
2: you know, everybody who was part of the story needs a mention now, you know? So how about this? Like, I know you and Royce better than I know Joel and Joe. I know you guys to be men of high integrity, high character. You guys have have the longevity you've had in this industry for a reason. Um Never know bullshit involving y'all's names right um, you know, I can understand the frustration of Royce's side saying hey that's that's our logo that you right. guys are putting on the front of that co- and you guys just bomb- bombard us with this album that I had no right. idea was coming right and it's our logo on fire mm-hmm. the, you know he has a, to because me he of, has yeah. a, he has a right to be emotional about that and to feel right. a way about that. would right. you agree? um absolutely. And, and like you guys obviously know that like you said, you, got, you said you, I, can, you said i, I can give I, I knew that this I didn't give them a heads up, so I understood that they they're, that there's going to be an emotional reaction, right, and you kind of accounted for that already
1: right no I, I i i give them room to react to that, you know what I'm saying um you know i'm I'm watching how I'm watching the reactions, you know what I'm saying because if it was me you know but I feel differently, but if it was me i I don't care. They can use the Slaughterhouse logo for whatever they want to use it for. You know what I mean? Like I said, I Who got
2: owns that logo.
1: Well, what happened was they saying that ownership was relinquished, relinquished to the group later. I haven't seen no paperwork stating that. Um, we got jerked in the beginning, you know, somebody um, owned it. That was not a part of the group. You feel me? So somebody on the management team owned it Ooh. to my knowledge. Someone who was a part of the group's management? The or? group's management. Okay. You know what I mean? So um right off rip, that should have been, a, that, that's that's a red flag. But I heard that they made it right and relinquished it to the group when we went to Shady. I'm not sure. I've never seen the paperwork on that. When I go and look look up the trademark, I don't see our names anywhere mentioned on the trademark. So I, I don't know who owns it.
2: And if they really felt some type of way, somebody would
1: just sue you. Yeah, and no, I would just take it off the cover and keep going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because this story is going to be told. They can't stop it. They can't, you know, I feel like they have efforts to try to do damage control over something that they haven't even heard yet. You know what I mean? And it's like, um, you know, this story needs to be told for us and
2: our fans and I think the fans need closure and I think y'all need closure. I need hella closure, Kev. I'm gonna tell you. Because guess what? Every fucking time you do an interview or Joel does an interview or Royce does an interview or everyone's asking Every what's up time. with what's up with Glasshouse? What's up with Slaughterhouse? House, up? It's, it's, it'll never go away until ne- you just close the chapter and say, burn the book.
1: You have to. And that's what I had to do, man. Like a lot of people like you burning the shirts up on a video. No, listen. I'm trying to get this low vibration shit out of my life forever. I'm in a whole nother place. I'm six years sober. I haven't. I've been, you know, in master classes. I've been, you know, trying to better myself, get to get myself into a better headspace. Just be a better human being, period. I need this negative triggering shit the fuck out of my life for for forever. I don't want to go back to it. They can do whatever they want with it. And that was my that was my intention. So just me symbolically tearing slaughterhouse down out of my life you know what i'm saying me personally if they want to uphold it and they want to put it on a pedestal they could do that all day mm. and i'm they're not gonna hear a peep from me you know what i mean but me personally i had to get it out of my life because every single time we spoke about it talked about it tried to do it again and it didn't happen and it, all the interviews and then post a fucking piece of toast on instagram and people still like yo what's up that toast is cool but what's up with slaughterhouse you know it's just
2: too much man you're over it I'm over it It needs to go You know what I'm saying I, re- I mean listen I respect it man I respect it I think um, I mean like I said I understand everyone's Kind of side I think that You know The one thing I saw I just saw Rory Did you see Rory and Maul and what they, No I didn't So they they Kind of Talked about What's going on On their podcast Right And uh, Maul was like Now fuck that They they can they They should be able To do that album Like you yeah. know what I'm saying And the one thing That like they said And I know that they're Probably closer to the situation Than a lot of people are right um, Absolutely especially Ma You guys weren't friends Is what they said Them them guys ain't friends They they were in a group together That don't mean that they're friends Yeah I was friends with It was it was odd I was
1: friends with jo, uh, Joel and Royce You know what I'm saying Royce was friends with me and Joe. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Joel was friends with me and Royce, and then something happened to that dynamic between him and Royce. So it was just like me and Joel was friends. It was just really, really, really odd, man. And uh,
2: it's just, it might be the oddest concoction for an actual group that toured together, that put albums out together in terms of like, how it was formed. Right. There was really no... You guys never had a real origin story. It's not like you guys grew up together. Not we, at all. We think of Griselda. We think of uh, Wu-Tang. All these uh, people grew up together. So, uh, you know, the um, those, downfalls of those groups, were. it was a lot of emotional, family-based shit. With you right. guys, it was... Listen, man, the fans wanted this. We did it. hmm Would you say you start... Because I think, like... Um, I always talk to groups. Uh, there's a group out of LA uh, called Shoreline Mafia. Yeah, Shoreline Mafia. Shout out to uh, O.G.Z. Uh, and he had said that like when they did their first tour together, mm-hmm. he started to kind of notice the cracks in the foundation because mm-hmm. they had to be around each other a lot. Right. Your guys's first tour was at the Tech Nine tour. I think that was our our first big tour. Yeah. Did you notice back then just being on the road together? Yeah. That there was that there was some red flags. Well, when I first we first did our
1: um thing at Best Buy, and I don't want, listen, I'm not here to assassinate Joe character, so I'm a, I'm am I'ma get off Joe. You know what I'm saying? I'ma just say this. When we did our when we did our uh our first end store at Best Buy on the East Coast, you know, um somebody told me, Whatever you do, don't let Joe be Joe. And I didn't know what that meant because we were relatively brand new to each other you know I didn't know what that meant you know but I found out you see what I'm saying rather quickly yeah rather quickly and 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 you just got people who have two different types of vibes two different types of mindsets two different types of you know what their moral compass is and things of that nature it's just you know it is is what it is so it was very hard for us to to even you know rock like that and it was almost like a lot of times dog I stayed I stayed Silent Because I had love For Royce You know what I mean So I, a lot of times I was like Yo I'm gonna chill Because I had love for Royce And I understood That Royce had a different Relationship with Joe But Royce knew Cause sometimes I was like Yo This dude is, This dude wilding right now You know what I mean And me and him Have a conversation And, and, and shit it like, like that It Royce Was really the glue He was the glue for Between that
2: Between Joe And the rest of the group
1: Yeah yeah, I mean, and 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 the thing is, now don't get me wrong. Joe brings a lot to the
2: table. Of course, he's know? an I mean, yeah. all time great MC as well. Yeah, he, he Joe's brings, in his bag. He's yeah,
1: one of them ones. He's one of them ones. So he bring he brings he brings all that to the table. You know what I mean? But you know. Um, that's dope from a fan perspective, but when you have to be inside a group with someone, you have to be doing business, you have to do business with somebody, you have to be, you know, share the same quarters with somebody, it's different, you know what I mean? And and uh, it wasn't going to work. It was. It just wasn't going to work, so.
2: Where did you, like, at, at what point in time did you reach your break? Because you had said earlier that you had already, had, you had already reached your breaking point with mm-hmm. Joe, but you had kind of, okay, I'm going to give it one more go. When, when did you initially reach that breaking point with Joe? Well, Royce, Wanted everybody to come to heaven
1: in Detroit at studio and do some joints for Glass House And um, um we all scheduled it. Said I will right, we'll be there. You know, this was some years ago too. And I flew out there and I was the only one that showed up. Wow. You see what I'm saying? And I'm like, where what's going on where's everybody out so I called Joel where you at And he's like oh crook man you down there I should have called you before you jumped on the plane Joe told me he wasn't going so I just, I didn't get on the plane I figure if he's not going well it's what a waste of time and I said but why did he say that and he was like he's like I don't know he just said he wasn't going at the last minute and I was like wow so now here I am in Detroit it's, it's snowing like a motherfucker it's cold as shit And I'm standing outside smoking a fucking cigar with fucking snowflakes on my beard and shit. Like, what the fuck am I gonna do now? So, me and Royce ended up doing like nine or ten joints ourselves. Just using the time to create. You know what I mean? Songs uh,
2: we might not ever hear.
1: Songs you might not never hear. You know what I mean? And uh, that was it for me. On my plane ride back, I was like, you know what? I'm never doing this. I'm not doing this with that type of energy. And I was only willing, like I said, for Royce. And funny enough, you know, I know I know how Royce feels. I'm very considerate of other people's feelings, but sometimes you got to consider your own feelings. And it was time for me to shut down shop and, and, and move on.
2: Yeah, I think, like I said, like I understand the perspective of like. Joe and Roy saying, hey, that's our logo. Slaughterhouse is ours too. Right. You're kind of putting out this album, kind of, you know. Telling his story. Telling our story for us. And also using I mean, their well, story. Well, you using the group's imagery, using I'm not telling their story. Well, kind of using Slaughterhouse as like the focal point of this project. So I understand their perspective. Like in my like like I'm sure if I had a a fucking of the, the bootleg head podcast and my producer cook started a podcast mm-hmm. talking about the behind the scenes. And it was like my name, my, my logo X out. I'd be like, yo, what the fuck? But it wasn't, maybe there was no disrespect intended, but I could understand that perspective. But on the other hand, it's like, if you guys knew, like, look, fuck it, whatever happens, happens. We're lighting this bitch on fire and I need this shit off of me. I got to get this shit off of me. Yeah. It's like both. I think both sides Okay, so tell me this. If you do a documentary on Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen's going to be in that bitch. True. And I think that it's kind of a similar thing to where you think of like how Scottie Pippen got mad about the last dance. Yeah. So I, I understand why he was mad because he right. didn't really get to fully explain what happened. So that's when Scottie Pippen goes and makes his last dance. Joe Royce, go... G-
1: Musically, go talk to the fans, right? Do do whatever you want to well, do. maybe that's
2: what their IG Live was.
1: Yeah, nah, man, that's not going to work. It's, 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 it's art over, li- over live, uh, over lives. It's art over IG Lives, bro. What did you, you think of the
2: IG Live in, in terms of... Because a lot of people were making... I think a lot of people took some of the stuff out of context in terms of the headlines I saw. Right. Like Joe saying, uh, that album can suck my dick. Some people yeah. were like, yo, he told Joe Ortiz to suck his dick. Yeah. Well, yeah. Even though he said the album, I just feel
1: like that's going too far. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's certain shit you just don't do. But, you know... um what I think of it, I wanted to get in there. I landed. Been, I think it would. I, I landed.
2: I'm, I'm in there pressing requests. Let me in. Let it me, let been me a do different it. Different conversation.
1: Yeah, it would have been a different conversation because at that point they were saying that there was no deal, and then I could have probably got them to admit that there was a deal. And that point they were saying they never said no, and then you know later on Joe did an interview with one of the guys who I watch all the time on PSA Hip Hop, um, and he said, you know, it all boiled down to. Crook wanted to do a deal that Joe didn't want to do. You know, Joe didn't want to do the deal. So, he did say no. He's admitting now that, you know, what I mean, he didn't want to do the deal. And we it got caught up in semantics. Like I never said no. There was never a deal. That's, that's all, what it felt like. It felt like semantics, semantics man. It felt like semantics. You know there was a deal. You know you didn't want to do the deal. Let's get past that because we can't find common ground if we don't start off with honesty and truth. You know, we got to start at honesty and truth and then try to find common ground. If you're going to say, you know, there was no deal, where's the paper? Of course there was no paper because I said have Joe hit me and he never fucking hit me. So how can I even put his desires for the deal in paperwork form
2: if he's not even going to call me? He's not even going to give me that information. So
1: it's 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 impossible.
2: When was uh, the official release of of you guys as a group from Shady? It was uh, a over Uh, a year ago. Over a year ago, yeah. And again, who do we do that for? For Joe, right? I mean, because really, I feel like when Joe was on Everyday Struggle talking about Eminem, a lot obviously, yeah. uh, some of the things he said, I didn't necessarily disagree with, right? Okay, but that's you know, it, but if you're Joe Budden and you're signed to your group signed to the label, you you might want to make the business decision to just kind of hold hold back a little, you know what I'm saying?
1: But especially I mean, if if your brother Royce is is, is it, over there trying, you know,
2: to hold I, it together. I, I, and I, his I, I was guy.
1: I was over there too, but let's just put it on Royce. If Royce was over there trying to... He was trying to put Glass House out under the shady umbrella the same day when Joe was throwing those grenades at everything. He was working during that time period to try to get glasshouse House out. Do you think Joe knew that?
2: Probably. Because if he knew that... and did I, knew that, it, yeah. I know. He probably knew it. You know what I'm saying? He well, probably knew it. He wanted it off shady. Let me know if I'm wrong. Glasshouse House was supposed to be executive produced by just blaze or was it executive produced by just blaze
1: and we kind of like formulated this slaughterhouse of producers of all amazing producers you know justice league ill mind cardiac was there you know um man who else was in there it was it was crazy to see them all making beats together like it was just it was amazing
2: i don't know if any of those songs leaked some of the songs we've played
1: pieces, bits, and pieces, and things like that, but for the most part, there's a whole album that nobody really ever heard. you know what I'm saying, and it was easy to finish. We had like yeah enough joints to to you could go into what we recorded and, and create an album out of that. Wow. you know what I'm saying
2: um hopefully uh somebody leak conveniently leaks that shit online. <laughs>
1: Well, <laughs> I, I, I thought about the leak, man, but it's like you know those producers worked hard; they didn't get paid. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure a they lot of those resell. producers wouldn't mind. Well, if they could rese- if they yeah, if, if the producers are on board, just then the absolutely. Sh- then, that's on that. there, you know. Yeah. But you know, we don't want to we don't want to harm anybody business wise, you know, because one of the beats went to Ross. Mm. You know what I mean? Ooh,
2: which Ross beat?
1: Um, the song is called. Oh, I forgot this is just blaze Ross Ross song okay you know what I'm saying so it went one of the beats went to Ross so you know um if those producers can still find a way to to eat off those beats I, I would just do say that.
2: someone conveniently who has access to the album give it to someone else who just conveniently leaks it anonymously online and then it's on reddit and then you know the people who want to hear it can hear it.
1: hey it might leak tonight they might try to they <laughs> might try to leak they might try to leak it before me and Joel shit drop <laughs> hey. That's some real shit. I could see that so they could change the subject and shit. Yo, know I man, you can't change the subject. The fans want closure, bro. I talk to them every single day on Twitter. Now you're super active they on Twitter. They want closure, bro. They want to know why, how. You know, if we put the fans are the fifth member of Slaughterhouse. If we ever put them first, Glasshouse would have came out. Everybody put ego and pride first. That's why Glasshouse never came out. It's that simple. Like,
2: If you had to really, it sounds like, and again, it sounds like if it weren't for Joe Budden, the album would have been out. Hey, dog. Am I crazy?
1: Yo, listen. Joe retired.
2: He said it on his podcast. No, I know. I, they I, I can he, go and
1: do whatever. I'm retired. trying to tell you. I think, see, Royce is a a music he's a heavy heavy music guy so in his mind he probably has this album this this crazy album that he knows that we can achieve as a as a group that he wants to you know help he he wants to paint this picture he just probably has so many ideas when it comes to slaughterhouse that he wants to do but what he doesn't understand is is that it's not gonna get done bro Yeah I mean we've, listen we It's 10 years bro Royce I, I feel sad every time I see him talking about He was gonna get Joe to rap I'm like dude he was never gonna rap
2: I mean and listen Royce is one of the greatest of all time Yes absolutely and I think when you're Royce and you put out I mean the book of Ryan And, and the allegory, allegory got yeah. nominated for rap album of the year right. I mean Probably the two best bodies of work of his career Absolutely um, I, I'm not sure like if you're Royce like the headache or the it's just a lot like it sounds like the whole slaughterhouse thing is a lot it is and anything when there's four it moving is. parts four new four people Every you got a manager yeah he's got a manager he's right. got a manager we all got four lawyers it yeah. just it's a lot and if and and you know for me like i just had always assumed this shit was a wrap forever when joe retired right i was just like oh well now see you assume that yeah well, now you, you're like, no, we're going to put an album out and let you know it's a wrap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because because there's your guys's fans are a certain type of cult following where they're they're in, until they get the final. No, they're going to keep harping on the situation. They're very invested in to slaughterhouse. They are very
1: invested. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think in this whole debacle, nobody is. Nobody's caring about it. I mean I even heard Joe say the fans are idiots I'm like dog listen I'm, When we was on tour I'm the last man on the tour bus First man off I'm out there with the fans We get off the stage I'm taking pictures with them I'm signing autographs I'm doing shots with the fans We talking rap You know what I'm saying that's just who I am These are the people who love what we love These are the people who put us where we are You know what I mean And I'm out there showing love, having fun with the fans at all times. So I've always been that type of person. And it doesn't stop because Slaughterhouse stops. You know what I'm saying? So... When the fans hit me and they're like, yo, you, we, you know, I was listening to your song goodbye. And you know, my, my uncle died of cancer too. And man, it just really, it saved me from wanting to harm myself and just know that you're going through the same thing and all that. I take that shit to heart. That shit ain't just a comment on my fucking on my screen. That's fucking real shit. And I take that shit to heart. And when they tell me they want to know what the fuck is going on with the music and why we ain't putting out no records and what happened to Slaughterhouse, I want to give them that closure too. Look, this is what happened. Now I'm not going to go super deep and dig up all kind of shit and show you where the bodies are. I'm just going to be like, yo, this is what happened. And, you know, thank you for all your support over the fucking years. I'm sorry to be the bad news bearer. I'm sorry to be that guy. But this is what the fuck happened. It's over. And some of the best motherfucking movies are based
2: on a true story. This is a true story. Period. Did Joe ever feel a type of way when you started to do Crook's Corner? Uh, and your like your, your platform, like, I, I, and by the way, you're not doing that anymore, are you? Yeah. The YouTube channel? Yeah. Are you still like, because I feel like, I feel like you, uh, did you, did you slow down a bit on doing it?
1: Uh, we started doing, because
2: you were doing it we with Hip Hop DX
1: for a while, right? I was doing it with Hip Hop DX, and then, um, you know, I moved it to another, to, to my own channel. I got the Eminem interview, and which then, was huge. Um, you know, um, my channel got taken, deleted for some some other stuff, right? So um so I started that, a brand new channel. So I threw and, a wrench. And you know, I started a brand new channel. I have a brand new location. We we do Crook's Corner in a new location now. You know what I mean? We got it's a beautiful location. Um leased that out for a year and um, you know, I've been having guests coming in and out. Um shoot, man, I done had all kind of people. So yeah, we still, we still doing it. It's still rocking and rolling. The new channel is growing right now. You know what I mean? I'm very happy at where where we are with Crook's Corner. I think my next episode is going to be with Ice-T. He dropped some jewels, you know what I mean? Shout uh, out to Ice-T. Yeah, shout out to Ice-T. He came in, he killed it. Um, You know, and, uh, you know, I had Camillionaire on there. He was talking, you know, business. Oh, he's and killing it. I heard he's killing mix,
2: it on the tech side. Yeah. On the
1: tech side. So it's, it's, it's going. Now, to answer your question, um, I don't know how he felt, but I had COB Radio before he st- started the Joe Button podcast. I already had COB Radio. Me and DJ Ski had. I remember You know that. what I'm saying? So I've always been in this space. It's just that I've been juggling shit. You know what I mean? Because I got a lot of different ventures and businesses that I'm a part of. So it's like I have to always juggle my time and shit. But now... I'm planning to, you know, I'm I'm in the middle of making my retirement album. So once I get that retirement album done, I'll be able to focus on Crook's Corner Multimedia and we'll be able to just start taking off. So you're
2: retiring next. Yeah. So you're
1: done. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind to come out to play for a feature.
2: I'm not one of those kind
1: of rappers. feature, hop on someone's album. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but making, making solo albums and, you know. And, and that was another reason why this album was so necessary to me, man, with me and Joel, because I want to say all the things I need to say to the people before I turn the mic off. You know, and what I'm that's saying?
2: such a large part of your legacy, man. It's a you,
1: large part. This yeah. is, you know, people are like, well, why did you rap about that? Listen, I've been rapping about my life, my whole fucking life. Mm-hmm. And this is something that happened in my life. That's why I don't get when people are like, hey, but why are you rapping about it? Oh, when I left Death Row Records, I rapped about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I left Shady Records and, and, and Slaughterhouse. I'm rapping about it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm entitled to rap about it. You know what I mean? That's what I've been doing my whole fucking life. Some some of my fans know my life better than people in my family
2: would you ever write a book for sure because i feel like you're one of the few artists that could say you were a part of death row mm-hmm. and shady mm-hmm. and then also just some of the walls you broke down in terms of when you were dropping a record every week mm-hmm. that was something that you were the first to do yes sir. and then everybody everybody did. i mean that blog era yeah. you were early and like i remember like early blog era shit mm-hmm. and you were there with yes, not rights and the two dope boys dropping a record every fucking week yes sir and then everybody else did it. Everybody
1: else did it. And I think once everybody else did it, it ultimately changed the way all fans digest
2: music. Mm, it kind of, if you think about it, you're kind of right. Because now, everyone, we used to think, if I got an album from my favorite artist every year and a half or two, i I'm that's awesome. I'm good, yeah. So now, your favorite artist got to be super active yeah, because super active. you got it on your phone. And yeah, nah, that's some real
1: shit. That's some real shit. We shifted the game with that, so... Yeah dog I, I'm down to write books You know I, I started on a book I had a I Actually We have this mini series Called Foreclosure Me and Joel That's You know That we're advertising The album How we're rolling out the album Right And um, that, that that actually comes from A book title Because I, I actually wrote a book About Slaughterhouse You wrote a whole book? But I ain't finished it But I got I got hella chapters It's dope too It's It's really dope It's a dope ass book man It talks about You know how it all was in the beginning and 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 in the um the creative process. It's just really dope. I just never I haven't finished it, but it was called foreclosure. You know what I'm saying. So this is something that's always been on my mind. Like you know, this is something that I needed. I needed to get out there and you know I needed that therapy. I needed that medicine. I needed group therapy with the fans, the ones who built it with us. I needed to tell them what was going on and 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 hear feedback. I'm not always right.
2: Yeah,
1: you know what I'm saying. I, I'm 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 open to the feedback, but You know, just don't don't try to don't try to assassinate my character by saying that I'm lying about something because I'm not lying about anything. Every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. I'm not lying about nothing. There's nothing that I've said so far that's false. You know what I'm saying? I said that I brought a deal to the table. I did. I said that Joe didn't want to do it. He didn't. I said that Royce didn't want to do the three man group. He didn't want to do the three man group. I haven't told one lie yet. I don't understand how they can call me a liar. Does this album permanently fracture your relationship with Royce? um in my mind it shouldn't but you know what i'm saying all i could do is speak for myself i don't just
2: think of his ig post you know like what he said in in the ig post
1: yeah that's what i'm saying like it's like you know in my mind no it shouldn't you know what i'm saying in my mind it shouldn't you know what i mean because um i got love for royce you know me and royce have similar beliefs you know um we live by a similar code You know what I'm saying So it's like I got love for Royce No doubt um, But This is something That had to happen And You know If he wants to continue To rap Do business With Joe You know That's great You know And I'm just saying Yo bro I had to get off that bus I can't I can't be on the bus No more with that That's It's a wrap on that
2: How close Was the Reunion on the West Side Gun shit From happening Like how close was that actually going to transpire? Because it seemed like everyone was like, was everyone on board to, to do that for, for gun? Like how close, like, like how far did those dis- discussions get? Because I think if there's anyone who embodies the energy you guys had, it's, it's Griselda right now.
1: Well, they said that they were going to do it. Um, but it became one of those slaughterhouse things. You know, nobody, nobody ended up turning in what they had to turn in. And um, by that time, I think, I think gun changed his mind. Or something And he ended up Using the same beat That we all got He used that song With us for Ar- Armani Caesar
2: Yeah for Armani Caesar and, yeah.
1: Him and Ar- Armani Caesar Did a joint on there And once that floated out I threw my verse out As a freestyle And I told my fans And supporters Yo This
2: was supposed this to be This was
1: supposed to be The Griselda joint That we were all gonna do At Slaughterhouse But you know Once again As soon as they asked me To rap I rap. I was a, I had a joint on there You know what I'm saying And It was funny when Roy said that because my my fans and supporters were in the comments like dog we've been knowing that that shit wasn't going to happen. He was you know you're pretty transparent with your I'm super transparent now now that I'm on Discord on Discord oh you got the Discord yeah now that I'm on Discord Discord, is lit yeah it's lit I got the I got the Chris Corner server over there and we we inside our chat room talking all kind of shit to each other you know what I mean like we we talk about everything man and 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 that's i think that's what separates me from you know um a lot of people out here is that we're not we're on we're on equal footing man with, with people who support us man and some people think they rap stars and shit and they think they too good to talk to people you know what i mean even too good to return phone calls but i ain't
2: you're not that guy <laughs> i ain't gonna do that
1: yeah i'm not that guy
2: um this album coming out your guys the second album together just you yeah. and Joel is this uh Something you guys are going to continue. Obviously, the next—if you guys do—I'm assuming and not every album is going to be based on right. the rise and fall slaughter. Not House, at all, because the first one wasn't. Not at all. Um, but is this something you guys are going to keep on doing, or just? Yeah, I think me and Joel might make another one. I'm
1: not sure. I don't want to really, you know, I don't know. But um, when we did the first one, the pandemic just hit. Mm-hmm. I was in New York. We did it. Rest in peace, Fred the Godson. He was. Rest in peace. A, he was in every session with us. And um, the pandemic had just hit, so after we I came back home, it was very hard to move around because the country. This was something new to us. People oh yeah,
2: early on, it was impossible. It was impossible, yeah. so we
1: couldn't really roll the album out like we wanted to. So, mm-hmm. you know, we took this opportunity to to be able to really you know put our vision out there and, and show people that you know what we do. I mean, shout out to my man Herb, the Art True team, our visual our visual game ain't playing either for sure. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you know. We we have a great team, you know, in place to do whatever we want to do. If if he wants to, we could do some more music, you know. If not, I feel it, you know what I mean. But I'm definitely after I'm finished with this album, working on the retirement. Yeah, after I'm done with that, you know, I'm I'm transitioning, man. You know, what I'm saying I'm transitioning, but I'm gonna leave with a bang, like like this last album. I, the first four joints is just. Re- Ridiculous. So I'm like, yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure I get out of here and, and
2: say something. You the know, the right way, the right way. Yes, sir. How's your uh, current relationship with M? Oh, it's good. You, like I feel like If you have a retirement album I feel like Eminem Kind of has to be on it. Like, yeah. Hey man Come on Marshall man You know I'm getting out of here
1: baby I mean, I'm just saying It's gonna happen You know what I'm saying this is the last I album I talked to him about it He was like man Don't, don't retire Cause he ain't Cause he ain't You know what I'm saying But I mean And that dude has a hard job boy Cause he's a word smith He gotta go in there every time And try to top that last one You know what I'm saying That's that's what he does, though. He's a gunner.
2: Somebody like Russ, who kind of used this the same blueprint in terms of, like, what you were doing in the early blog days to kind mm-hmm. of get on, just dropping a record every week, mm-hmm. uh, reaches out to you gets, you, gets you on the Chomp EP, the first one, right. St- Stockholm Syndrome. Right. Um, what I mean, because Russ, I think what he's done with these two Chomp projects is, like, pretty special because, like... If you didn't know better, you would be very surprised to hear Russ, who's known for his melodies. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he'd be saying some fly shit, popping his shit, but he's Mm -hmm. really throwing punches with the best of the best on these two projects. What was that like, like him reaching out to you? Did he just slide you in uh, the DM or? Yeah,
1: he just hit me on, he just hit me online because, you know, we always in the trenches. He see me and a lot of times his name used to pop up in my timeline. People be like, yo, what do you think of Russ or this? And I'm like, yo, I like Russ. You know, Russ is out there doing his independent thing. You know, he's giving jewels to up and coming artists. I lots, like of, lots of jewelry. I, fu- I fuck with Russ. So, you know, he hit me up and he's like, would I do it? I was like, shit, that's nothing. You know what I mean? Sent it back to him. He's like, Yo you, you killed that shit I was like You're looking bro It's all good You know That's dope. It's real easy I'm, I'm very easy To work with And um, I like I like that kind of environment I like that People who are easy To work with I like to be in Good creative environments Where it's not a lot of You know Head button And chan- Some people like that Because that Sometimes that brings out Some of the best music You know So super challenges adversity. and adversity yeah, and all that type like of like shit but we, I don't like that I like yeah. a good workflow you know what I'm saying I had that as a as a fucking kid I've been in the game a long time
2: you've been in the game a long, long I'm, time I'm
1: too old for all that shit now I like the Google environment you know just out of beanbag bag over here you chilling you sipping lemonade over there yo know, pull a beat of alright cool let's get it cracking none of that other shit I don't <laughs> um, be
2: that. before you, we get out of here obviously the album uh, by the time this comes out the album will be out yeah go get the album yes go run it up run it up um, <laughs> I'm sure is there gonna be be merch there's merch available you know the merch the, the pre-orders is looking nice you know what i'm saying run and up the merch run that up uh maybe a book coming soon Could retirement be book, album retirement album what's up with horseshoe gang yo the shoe gang
1: man like him he really loved him too and um you know
2: uh is everyone in horseshoe gang related to you
1: yeah that's my little brothers okay yeah, yeah, they do. They they masters at what oh, they're they are incredible. And um you know, they're starting to turn the corner. A lot of people are giving them props. Other people want to work with them, you know. Um, some super producers want to work with them now, so we 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 in the mix with that right
2: now. Also shout out to uh I want to shout out Razzcast's sons cuz they're in a group called oh, Co- Post Contra. Yeah, they're dope. I'm trying to get them on the show. They, uh, they've been opening up on the Corday tour. Yeah. They're fucking crazy. Fuck shout with out to those guys I, fuck with them. I just saw one of their freestyles pop up on my shit and i was like oh my god who are these kids yeah like, they, yeah them kids don't I and mean, i didn't even know i'd reached out dm'd and then like i saw raz like repost them and i was like oh shit those are his sons the twins are his boys like yeah, what the fuck dope. like that yeah. shit is
1: crazy i love it hey listen man hip-hop is is aging so we're, we're able to see things we never seen before 100 like, percent. you know what i mean it's, it's a, a new th-
2: it's it's a new genre of music relatively yeah. new so we've yeah. never got to see yeah the lineage. The lineage. I, we had Chris Rivers sitting right here like a couple Boom. weeks ago, and man, that motherfucker went crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: Chris Rivers, you know what I mean? Like, yo, it's just
2: it's dope to see the growth, man. Everything is dope, but yeah. yeah. Well, look, man, I appreciate you pulling up and giving us some context on what the fuck is going on.
1: Yeah, man, you know they throwing darts at me, Kev. You know what I'm saying? I had to come in and set the record straight real quick. Yeah, you listen, know I, mean? I think
2: it's just important to get all of the context, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, to get as much of your side of what's going on mm-hmm. and um you know I think that that was a big thing that was missed about you know uh, some of the headlines that were made off of that IG live was you really weren't able to speak.
1: I wasn't able to speak, you know. I tried to get in there so I did my own live, you know what I mean? <laughs> and you know I talked to the people myself. But you know it's it's all good like like I said, dog. It's just getting it out there. The story is out there um the fans are getting closure me leave the slaughterhouse questions
2: behind after this after this, this. Album. After leave this them album. alone. You, just go press play for all the fucking questions you have
1: that's all y'all gotta do man and you be all right with me you know what I mean? there it is
2: man king crook crooked i appreciate you yeah. pulling up thanks for having hey, me hey shout out your youtube channel that you that you know crook's corner come to crook's corner
1: come mess with me man we there got a lot of uh, content over there it's beautiful boom
3: it's time to take your body care routine to the next level Introducing Osea's bestseller body care set, the perfect companion for your summer travels. This four-piece kit transforms dry skin to silky, soft, and glowing. It features travel sizes of Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae body oil and body butter, clinically proven to improve skin elasticity, along with their anti-aging body balm and salts of the earth body scrub. And to top it off, it's packed in a vegan leather bag, making it a must-have for all your summer adventures.